Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're clearly doing well because you've got um, 10,000 TikTok followers. How many have you got, Mark? How many have I got? Not a lot. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and Josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. So we're joined today by Carla Edwards, who is the protection parent. Hello, Carla. Hiya, you all right? Good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Carla, like Mark and I, is very passionate about protection and making sure people are properly covered. Carla, tell us, what motivated you to set up the protection parent? Well, I'd been in insurance. I didn't have an insurance background. I started in quite a big firm in Primus about two years ago and did very well there, really enjoyed it, was passionate about the product straight away. Um couldn't for the life of me understand why I'd never even seen some of the products that were involved in, you know, what you learn when you first start is, you know, the ins and outs of critical illness, children's critical illness upgraded. And I've got three children. So I was very, at first I was angry that I hadn't been told about it, which then pushed on my passion for it. And I just grew and grew from there and enjoyed it. I loved it. And after about two years, literally just gone in November, I thought I want to do something that I want to build my own empire and I want to do things the way I want to do it. And not that what the firm were doing wasn't right, just that I wanted my own my own growth for me and my family. So I started the protection parent in December. December, I officially left and started on my own. Fantastic. So for those of you that haven't come across Carla or the protection parent before, she puts out online some fantastic videos. That's where I first came across Carla. She does funny videos. I think you kids call it tick-tocking or tick-tocking. How are you, Josh? How old are you? I was just taking a mic. I'm 37, <laughs> Carla. I think we are too old for, for the TikTok you're not, audience. You're, you're not, never too old. I struggle with TikTok. Oh, don't you just, I get in TikTok holes. I just, I end up sitting watching and going on and on and like scrolling because you just laugh constantly. That's the danger. It's so funny, yeah. yeah. So how did you decide to start doing videos? What was the, the thought behind that? Well, I work with a brilliant um, branding coach, um, Ash Barland. And originally when I started on LinkedIn last year, um, I'd never used, I'm terrible. I'm actually really bad with social media. I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing 95% of the time. Somebody's telling me what I should be doing in terms of just simple things, you know, like re- replying or tagging people in stories and things. I'm ter- really bad. So he'd said, you need to do, because you're so passionate about it, you need to show your passion on video rather than just writing. So I started doing that, just talking about, you know, the basics of insurance and why I love what I do and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then once I got confident in that, 
it was it was really good and, and the the interaction was brilliant, but I thought it's just no offense to anyone in finance, but it's just so boring. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can jazz it up. So then um in the second lockdown, I think it was, TikTok got really quite a lot of interaction, didn't it, all over, you know, like social media and was platformed a bit more. And I started looking at it and I thought this would be so good if we could work, if we could work this in like a fun way, this could actually be better. You know, interaction would be better. People might actually listen that would normally have scrolled past. And yeah, that's where it started. And how'd you come up with the ideas for the videos? In my crazy, sad little mind. <laughs> but they are, yeah, because they are they're interesting ways of illustrating why you would need cover without yeah, without just telling someone. And they're obviously, and I, I like the ones in particular uh, to, to music and you're kind of dubbing, I think the kids say, over. Is it? Um, lyrics. <laughs> I don't know. But you're, you're clearly doing well because you've got um, 10,000 TikTok followers. How many have you got, Mark? How many have I got? Not a lot. And uh, <laughs> 2,310 Insta followers. And I think, because I've written a little bit about this, that um, when you have more than 3,000 followers, I think that gets you into influencer territory. So... You could also call yourself an influencer. It's weird. It's um, I thought that it was actually. I think it's ten thousand. You get to create. It's called create a fund, and yeah. you start actually. You can start earning money. But then when I went to apply for it, there was different. I think they've cottoned on basically. The bigger TikTok's getting, the harder yeah. it's going to be to to crack it. Like trying to get that many followers in two years' time will be a hell of a lot harder because it's going to be a a much wide is it widespread like interaction whatever the better best way to say it is but um yeah it's the tiktok and does do well and it does gain a lot of business and more than anything i just love that people remember you for it which is the best part because being remembered trying to stick out with insurance is really hard because there's so much you know it's on radio it's on tv from big big companies who've got millions and millions of pounds to spend on marketing and advertisement so it's hard when you're on your own to try and stand out and be remembered for something different and luckily for me so far touch wood it remains the same but tiktokings worked because it's just something different that nobody's really seen before so how do you know what how beneficial or does it matter like the followers that you're having and the clicks and likes you're getting how much is that trans turning into business or does it matter? honestly I'd, I used to be really obsessed with it I'll be honest like if a, if a LinkedIn post didn't do very well it'd bother me if a TikTok didn't get many views I'd you know I'd feel like it wasn't good enough or I'd, I'd maybe miss the ball somewhere but in all honesty as long as you're enjoying what you're doing it doesn't matter. The amount of views and the amount of likes are irrelevant because unless they're turned into business, what's the point? If I got 100,000 likes in every single post, but not one person wanted to do my, to, to come to me for insurance, what's the point? You know, it's it needs to be it needs to be being done because you want to do it, not because you're doing it to get more sales. It happens that, yes, my sales have gone up, but there's no direct correlation with it. I'll be honest. It's not as if I put a TikTok out and then I get 10 people messaging saying, I've just seen that TikTok. I want you to do my insurance. It normally takes a while for people, obviously, to trust you, to see that you're legit, that you're consistent. And then I'll get messages. And nine times out of 10, it says, I've seen your videos or I've, I've someone showed me. You know, there is a connection to it, but I don't think it's a direct sales hair, if that makes sense. Mm. Do you get recognised on the street or on a school run as a, no, a TikTok I, lady? 
one of them I dressed up as um, Superwoman and I took my kids to the local park and when I was walking through, someone was shouting, is it a bird, is it a plane? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> All good fun. Yeah, it's a laugh, isn't it? My favourite one um, of your videos is the one where – is it your husband who stars in the videos with you? Unfortunately so, for him, yeah. yeah. Does he do that willingly or grudgingly? Um, do you know what? It's actually really sweet. I could make it funny, but at first he was like, ah, oh, and I was like, you, you have to, you have to, I need someone else. I can't keep doing Because honestly, if you actually work TikTok, the times when I've been the man and the woman at the same time, oh my God, it takes about two hours because you have to get changed. So you do that one second clip of like me as me, then you've got to stop, get changed, sit somewhere else, do the second one. Then you're going back and do it again. It honestly, it's it's draining how long it takes. And um, I was like, you need to help, you need to help. And he was like, oh no, like I'll get tortured. Like I'll get absolutely tortured. And then in the end, once we'd done a few and he realized it was work and he said, um, I'm not bothered, I'll do whatever you want me to do, just tell me. He's and I said, oh. I know. And I said, why? He said, Well, because that's the only way I can help support you, because I can't help you doing your job and I can't promote you because he hasn't got social media he said so I can, I can do whatever I can do actually help you which is what a guy be, be your co-star what's his name let's thank him he's uh it's Kieran but he's Keo to me so. thank you Keo <laughs> so, so my favorite one is the one where um it, I think it's in like a at a funeral and he's oh. lying there because he he didn't take any protection at the end he sticks his finger up at you I like that one <laughs> yeah you see why he enjoyed doing that one though. I can imagine and, and, so, and you get your kids involved as well yeah so, that's good because we tried that during lockdown to get our kids to do uh, funny music videos and we did a few but yeah after about three or four they were a bit bored of it hey Mark oh, like, you told me it was the kids nagging you to do the videos oh, no, it's well, it's all my now. wife actually yeah no. <laughs> so Carla why do, you, why do you think protection is so important and honestly why not that that's the bit when anyone says why do I need it I'm, why why wouldn't you so if if you've got children and we, I don't want to offend anybody because obviously everyone's got different views on it but for me if if you passed away Touchwood and your child was left financially struggling and you know you can do something to prevent that and we all don't know what's around the corner or what's going to happen why would you take that chance it's just it absolutely baffles my head. And the only thing I can come down to is the way I, the way I go about insurances. If you don't know about it, it's a crime. But if you do know about it and you choose not to do it, then that's on your head. And that's where I think there's a big gap between insurance and the public is really, unless you're taking note of these big TV adverts or radio adverts, where do you ever get educated on insurance? Where do you, you know, I've had three children, not once was I ever told or advised to look at insurance. It is interesting that I guess once you have a baby and you leave a hospital and you get, I don't know, from memory, you get a baby blanket and a bag of nappies and maybe a form about a junior ISA. But yeah, I don't remember if you had in those sort of take home packs, something that said, now's the time to look at insurance. Yeah, that I mean, for me, I'd be, I'm trying and I've, I've been trying for the past two years. It should be as soon as you find out you're pregnant, because obviously, as we know, there's there's products out there that cover the baby from 24 weeks pregnant, oh. you know, and if you are a woman who's pregnant and at your 12 week scan, you know, there's something wrong down syndrome, for example, if, if 
that would if you already had cover in place, you would receive a payout for that. And it's there's a lack of there's a breakdown in communication between people and insurance and it need that's where the TikTok and the videos I'm hoping to close that gap as much as I can because I think that's where the problem is because the product is absolutely incredible it's just actually getting it out there to people to listen what about what if you don't have children and you've got your income that obviously needs protected if you don't get sick pay you've got wives partners you know funeral costs cancer cover cancer's one in two i call it cancer cover critical illness cover it's one in two there's there's all every single person is different and the reason you need protection is tailored to you every every client has a different situation there's no norm so yes will there be people who don't need insurance because they're billionaires and they've got money coming out of the backside whenever they fit yeah they probably will be but 99% of people will require some form of insurance it's just getting to know and understand their needs based on their circumstance instead of you can't you can't group them together every single person's different I had a uh, a call on Friday from a client of mine so we arranged a mortgage for them a few years ago and put in place various protection they have some life cover some income protections and critical illness cover and she said to me Josh I, I want to cancel uh, everything apart from the life cover because it's a bit expensive for me. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it's all relative. But it was about hundred pounds a month the uh, the premiums, and she said it's just a bit expensive at the moment, and I, and I can't really afford it. And I said to her, and I thought, if you can't afford to pay the hundred pounds a month for the protection, how are you going to afford to live if you don't have an income? If mm-hmm. you are ill, you need it even more so in that situation. And I find with protection, it's often that people, you have to, I think, be a bit more salesy with it sometimes. People don't always wake up and think, right, I need life cover, I need income protection. You need to sort of explain the benefits and like you're doing with your your videos, as opposed to, let's say, a mortgage where someone might just, they decide to buy a house, it's done, they need it. They need it, yeah. There's definitely much more of a need for mortgages than there is insurance. Insurance is a is an add-on thought afterwards and not even sometimes a thought. Sometimes it does have to be explained and why you would need it. But that comes down to the, the lack of awareness to the product, the lack of awareness to it. It's just, you know, why why is there not as much... Like I did a post the other day about the fact that mortgage, you know, now even today, there's still mortgage advisors who are saying to clients, you have to take out this cover. You you can't get the mortgage if you don't. I, I totally disagree with that. You know, the product can sell itself if you explain it properly. Now, budget is always going to win. It is. And I say that to all my clients, your budget is important because if you can't afford to pay, what's the point? You know, your client, if £100 too expensive, it's it's going to get cancelled because she can't afford to pay it. And until someone's gone through it, they don't really, really understand the true value of the product. We do because we see it. We see what it does. But, you know, everyone deserves to have the choice. And the problem is that people aren't giving people the full understanding of the product. They're just saying, this is life insurance. This is critical illness cover. There you go. It's an extra £100. There. They don't understand the value of it because it hasn't been explained properly. It hasn't been... Like I said before, we started about the making it relevant to them, you know, associate, association, relevant, speaking to them in a way that they understand it. It's There's a huge breakdown, I think, in the industry to clients massively. 
Have you had, you said you've been doing this on your own for a few months and then a few years before then. Have you had much experience with people having to claim on their policies yet? Touch words. I haven't had many, no touch words. And I hope I never do. I hope all my clients, it's, it's the biggest waste of money they've ever spent because it means they've had a happy, healthy life. You know, that I say that to all of them because I don't want to, them to claim, but I have had claims and I've had claims where they've been paid paid out and you see what it does to the to the people who've who've had to go through something and been paid and it's it's an amazing feeling. It sounds weird because obviously it's a really sad event, but for them to be so grateful and so glad that they had that in place and just appreciate it's the appreciation. There's a very big lack of appreciation again down to the fact that there's not enough awareness and they don't appreciate how valuable it is until it's happened. I think that's where a lot of the, the spiel has to focus on because you, you see a lot of adverts about insurance being kind of kind of get insured for as low as a pound or whatever, yeah. or and it, this all seems to focus on the price. Whereas if you're if yeah if you see the value, it feels like it would be an easier sell. Yeah, I think there's a good medium, isn't there, between what you like budget and what do you want, and let's understand the product first. And then you tell me which one you think is more suitable based on the information you know about the product. And, you know, if the budget is £10 a month, then let's get you what you need within that budget. But at least I know from my point of view that I've gave them the information they need. I've done my best to explain it. And I've got a clear conscience that they had the information and they chose to do what they did with it. You know, that's that's on their head now. I've passed that responsibility to them. Okay. Have you seen people try to cut costs as well during the pandemic? Like, do they kind of look at their direct debits? Do they see this as one of the ones that could easily go? Some, do you know, like not many, you know, I'd probably say I could count on my hand how many that have in the past year um, that that's happened with mainly more with people, you know, like who are in contracts, contract work where it's stopped or they're on, they're on furlough um, and they've just literally had to, cut it right, right back. But then they've got in touch afterwards and said, I want to get it set up again. It was just because of that. So yeah, not many, to be honest. I've been lucky. That's good. Should we move on to a penny of your thoughts section, Mark? Sure. So Carla, this is the part of the podcast where we just ask you a few general questions about money, finance, and you answer however you see fit. Okay. Right, okay. One word. Up to well, you. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, yeah, the first question I'm looking at that I'm going to ask probably want more than one word. So <laughs> give it give it a sentence or two. Right. Okay. What's the What's the best advice you've been given about money? That I'm in control of it. Mark, should we alternate? Do you want to ask that? Right, I'll do that. Who? This is very personal. Who wrote this? Who do you bank with? Not West. <laughs> Are you a saver or a spender? Saver. Cash or card? Card. Only debit though. Only debit. Don't do credit cards. Only debit. Okay. So the next one is, uh, I think I know the answer on this one, but do you have any protection of your own? Lots. <laughs> it's funny that us advisors, we seem to, we seem to be protected up to, the, up to the eyeballs from what we see with our clients. Yeah, um, really, me and the family are very protected. Do you find yourself bringing it, bringing it up at uh, dinner parties, like with your relatives and things? 
oh, to kind it's, of it's not even it's not even funny the the amount I get I get absolutely ripped to be honest constantly because it's just to protect what matters most to protect what matters most everywhere I go <laughs> someone will say that line and I'll be like stop taking the mic and they're like yeah I just I love it I genuinely love it so when you love something you're passionate about it you talk about it a lot so yeah I do people's edging constantly <laughs> Um, the next quickfire question is pension or property? Property. What do you waste your money on? Food. <laughs> <laughs> so not, not, or... not the essentials. The, uh, no, the like not actual like you know like pasta and tomatoes. Like actual like grease. Yeah, probably food. If I was going to wait, yeah, that's probably the thing I waste on the most. Yeah. Um, what would you do if you won the lottery? You could cancel all that protection. I'm only joking. Don't do that. Oh, no, <laughs> um, I don't know. Actually, you know, if I won, how much are we winning? Are we winning like fourteen we're winning, million? Fantastic. We're we're we'll it. share it. But yeah, should we say sixty million? Sixty million. Yeah, I would literally just hire like a private tutor and go around the world and stay in every single place in the world and show the kids every single thing I could and make memories because that's priceless. And the tutors for you or the kids? For both. Okay. Keep me up to date with protection in case I squandered it all and I come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's the end of our uh, A Penny for Your Thoughts. So if our listeners wanted to find a bit more about you, and I know you've got a, a podcast as well, do you want to tell them where to find you? Yeah, so I've, um, Protection Parent is it's basically just the Protection Parent everywhere. So on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram. Um, Facebook and then I also have the website the protection parent and I run the money making mothers podcast which is a podcast basically about women inspiring other women who've had children and still want to pursue the career and not give up give up on the dreams so anybody who is listening who thinks they'd be a good fit for that please get in touch because I'm always looking to speak with other like-minded women because it's nice fantastic okay is that all we've got time for, Mark? That is all we have time for. Great, it's been really nice. I feel like it's I'm on Radio 1 or something. Oh, well, we try, yeah, that's the level of professionalism we, we aim for. <laughs> <laughs> Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Schoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being in for a penny. penny.